This is a podcast from Minute Media. On a beautiful day in the Queen City of Cincinnati, Ohio, we go live. It is the back row Cincinnati Bengals show, all brought to you by fansided.com. I am your host, Josh Miller. So much is happening across the league in NFL free agency. And I got to tell you, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal time to be a Bengals fan. They not only are they coming off of a incredible, incredible against all odds Super Bowl run, the Bengals added to their added to their offense to a point in which they have fixed their glaring hole. And the sun is out. It's 65. It's sun's out, guns out season. And who else would I rather have on during sun's out, guns out season than Jeff A. Tredipole, Strawberry Ice, the man with the West Side point of view on all sports. He's going to come on here, and we're going to talk a lot about our Cincinnati Bengals. Jeff, how you doing, man? Good, Josh. What's going on, brother? I, I don't. Ha- I don't have the guns out. I, I got the long sleeves on. So you got the long side. sleeves on. Come on, yeah. man. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta flex a little here. Yeah, if I flex too much, and I'll start scaring people. And man, hey, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jeff, oh my god, <laughs> Jeff. It's been a long time since you have been on here, and today a very huge part of uh, the offseason moves that the Bengals have made in terms of not play on the field happened today. It seems as though Elizabeth and Katie Blackburn, the queens, the blood queens that have been out for literally all, all heads are doing something that the national media has been begging Cincinnati to do for the longest time. There's rumors that they are looking to build a practice facility near Paul Brown Stadium. Jeff, can we finally say there is nothing more to trash the Bengals about, or is there still plenty more? No, if we get an indoor practice facility, I'm not sure what you can make fun of us about. I mean, I mean, to me, it's 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 the same news that they've they've said before that I've heard before that they're going to try to build it over where the uh, gravel pit is. You know, that's mm-hmm. where I think it's going to be. But as far as I know, the city had to move it and all this other stuff. So maybe that's out the door. I don't know. Maybe because she said they're looking for sites. But yeah, I think it's a good thing because uh, they need to have an indoor uh, facility. And what I like that uh, Katie said was. They go, are you got, are you doing this because uh, are you trying to attract more free agents? And you say this after we just got fixed our our offense line, so the indoor facility had nothing to do with us attracting free agents or not. And she said no. And that, well, they asked, is it that or or because you know you 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 want to play longer, you know, into February and so that. She goes, yeah, because we're going to play longer. Because she didn't say this, but the joke, the Jack by Joey Burrow effect is changing <laughs> the way they're thinking that they're going to be playing in the February and it's going to be cold. And they don't want to be out there practicing in the cold. So, do you remember th- that Super Bowl run? We hey, you brought a, you you brought up a good point there, Jeff. Uh, it, so obviously, we talk a lot about the Burrow effect, and you and I both know it. it's incredibly real. I mean, we're seeing it in our uh, you know free agent pickups. You're seeing it in getting guys that we normally don't get, or we're being aggressive and, and we're we're doing things differently. And it just it, there's a whole different vibe. Do you think that? You know this indoor this indoor practice facility happens without Joe Burrow as the leader of this team. I mean, it didn't happen when Andy Dalton was here. It didn't happen when Carson was here. Do, do you honestly think that Burrow? Not maybe Burrow probably didn't outwardly say anything, but do you think there would be they would do this with any other quarterback? No, no, I, I think this is the Joe Burrow effect. I do, and, and no, I don't really think Joe Burrow has cut and said, "Hey, you guys got to get a practice facility, or, or I'm out of here." I don't think Burrow said. That. I don't really think Burrow said anything. I just think the fact of the matter is that they did try to practice in mm-hmm. February and pre- preparing for a Super Bowl. And the reality is they're going to be doing that multiple times with Joe Burrow, excuse me, jackpot Joey Burrow as jackpot the quarterback. Joey. So the reality is they want to win a Super Bowl. They don't really want to bust all the way up to UC all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it works. You can do it. It's beautiful campus. Yeah. But if you have one right across the street, you just walk across the street and go to your own practice facility and. There you go. And that's true. And like you said, literally, there'd be absolutely nothing for anybody to make fun of us about, except for that we haven't won a, a Super Bowl yet, which that's coming. That's next. So that's next. So that's next. I mean, we're just keep checking boxes off the list over and over again. That seems to be the last box that we need to check off to really be taken seriously as a franchise in the national media. Now, real quick, I want to take a quick second here. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that's listening in on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. But you could go to YouTube, you could comment, get involved with the show, ask us questions. I mean, uh, we already have a lot uh, coming on. Crypt Keeper, Haas Hoskins coming on, getting ready to 
talk with us, engage with us. And, you know, if you disagree with us and think we're idiots and stupid, please comment. Let us know. We, we love that. So, yeah, definitely go over to the YouTube channel. Same thing, the Back Row Bengals, the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals show. That's where you can find it. But Jeff, yeah. So, again, it's the, it's the last box you need to check here. Now, obviously, there was a big glaring hole in the, this last year's Bengals team. And, obviously, it was the offensive line. Huge glaring hole. <laughs> and even with that, and, and, you know, I was listening about, you know, uh, Mo Egger talking about Zach Taylor. It's just Zach Taylor was able to take that team and take them to a Super Bowl and, 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 and come back against an arrowhead and come back against the Chiefs and win in Tennessee. And, and that's a huge Huge uh, uh, credit to Zach Taylor. But now, with this, this glaring hole fixed, where do the Bengals need to attack to next? What, what's next? Um, as far as positionally-wise, you, you're asking? Whatever you would like, Jeff. What, what, well, it's I'm, your I'm show, man. Just, your world, I'm just living in it. <laughs> Position-wise, it's either cornerback or, or three-tech. But mm -hmm. as far as, uh, look at it this way, the 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 play calling, the the – the, what it opens up for Zach Taylor is immense mm -hmm. uh, with this offensive line being fixed, mm -hmm. with Jackpot Joey Burrow coming back healthy, not have to worry about his knee. There's so many things that Zach had to coach around last year that it's gone. When they yep. completely and utterly fixed the offensive line, we, Josh, we, we literally went from one of the worst offensive lines to a top 10 offensive line in a matter of two weeks. I mean, right. it's, it's unbelievable. So. So as far as that goes, what the impact is on that team and on the impact it is on Zach Taylor and what he can do uh, moving forward is ridiculous. But mm -hmm. the next thing I think the Bengals need to do is we got to get a cornerback and we have to get a three-tech and then draft for depth. So I kind of answered it both ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, and you make you make a great point there. As, as somebody who, I mean, full, full full on disclaimer, and you know this, we've had plenty of arguments about it. Uh, of Zach Taylor's uh, questionability on his play calling. And now being able to have that freedom to be able to do those five-step drops, do those seven-step drops, to have long, delayed style of plays really does open up this Bengals playbook. It's almost like we're just seeing it. And I did a little bit of a rewatch of the Super Bowl, as I've been doing, because I have just been so bored. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've been studying a lot for my OAEs. Got my next one on Saturday. But Ooh. We, we, we don't talk – you know what play never gets talked about enough is Joe Mixon's touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. But now you can do things like that. You could do special trick plays. You could do misdirection. And this opens up a whole oyster for Zach Taylor. So I'm with you on that. I, I, or you can look at it this way is you don't have to do the trick plays because you have a good offensive line. Also true. And, and also Joe true. Mixon can just run the damn ball. because that, That's the other thing. Everybody keeps talking about Zach Taylor, and I brought it up, and Joe Burrow having mm -hmm. his offensive line. How excited do you think Joe Mixon is? He has never, I want to say it again, has never had a good offensive line to run through. Never. He can actually make his first cut past mm -hmm. the offensive line. Yeah. He can yeah. Run, run right. He can run left. He can run up the middle. He can run wherever he wants because mm -hmm. there's going to be holes for him to run. I think Joe Mixon is going to have a breakout year uh, as well. And, you know, not that we're going to become a power running team. We're going to throw the ball all over the place, I think. Yep. But just the, the, I will, I will say this. It's not the amount of times that Joe runs it. It's the, it would be the quality instead of the quantity. The quality of mm -hmm. the runs that Mixon will get now that he did not get before is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And then it opens up the play action and yep. it, it's, it's all a domino effect. So now, now the teams really got to respect the run. And now what are you going to do? Now you have to pick in which way the Bengals are going to kill you. It's basically, all right, are we going to use a gun? Are we going to use a knife? Are we going to use a noose? But instead, are you going to use Mixon? Are you going to use Jamar Chase? Are you going to use T. Higgins? Are you going to use Joe Burrow on his legs? I mean, I was watching some Joe Burrow highlights, just watching him dice up Pittsburgh. And, and I watched him just uh, how incredible his movement is and his decision-making is just as a second-year quarterback. And so when you look around the league and you look at the AFC and how great they've got. And, and the AFC has definitely picked up a talent. Dude, I'm telling you, it's JV versus uh, varsity. A <laughs> AFC is a varsity. NFC is a JV. <laughs> it is, man. It, it really is. And you wonder why. It's like, why are all these quarterbacks coming over here? Because I'm not I'm not scared of of anybody in the league. Well, of course. I'm really not. Hardball. There's Hardball. He, he said that uh, at the, uh, the uh, owner's meeting or coaches, whatever the heck they have down there in, in California, that he's not scared. And one thing I took it this way, Josh, is I'm like, why are you saying that? I mean, mm -hmm. people who say I'm not scared, 
usually are scared. There's a reason yeah. you're saying it. I think he's scared. I think they're all scared of the Bengals because they're like, okay, they kicked our ass last year and then have an offensive line. Holy crap. <laughs> what, right. are what are you going to do? What are you right. going to do? And and you know, Charles uh, brings up a good point. He's been really engaging over Twitter, so I appreciate that, Charles. Charles made a good point. He said, he, I feel the moves made by a, the AFC teams are because they are scared of Joe Burrow. Now, I, I am in total agreement with this. If you look back to what the Bengals did in the previous two years with their draft, we, you and I both talked about it over and over again. What did the Bengals draft to do? Stop Lamar. So now the rest of the AFC is trying to follow soup and soup, soup, follow soup. There you go, Josh. Follow suit. And then basically take out what, what are they going to do to they stop, want to stop jackpot? <laughs> yeah. Right. So in your, in your head, I'm not going to, ha- I'm going to make you play devil's advocate here a little bit. All right. How let's, you are the defensive coordinator of the other team. What are you going to do to stop the Bengals offense? How do you stop the Bengals offense? Well, if it were me, I would definitely go after trying to make them run the ball on me as much as I could. I mean, that's I would rather do that mm-hmm. than than have them pass all over the place on me. But I don't know how you could do. And the thing is, you want to get they say you want to get uh, uh, pressure on the quarterback. Oh, Joe Burrow has done really well. You know, we all see saw the Jacksonville thing. You can't zero me. You can't zero me. So it's really difficult for me to sit there and say, okay, you stop, stop from this. And then you got to make him do this. Like for me, like I'll just put it this way for Lamar Jackson. I'm like, all right, his weakness is, is staying in the pocket and trying to make accurate throws. That's Lamar Jackson's weakness. That's mm-hmm. what you got to try to do. Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he doesn't have a weakness. I'm sure there is one. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Because right. He, he, he's such an accurate passer. And, and that's, and that's the one thing when people came when he came out in the draft, like, oh, his arm strength isn't that isn't that great, mm-hmm. but he's a accurate passer, and, and that is more important to me than anything else. Being an accurate pa- passer is more important than running around making plays, than, yep. than, than, than throwing the the you know a ball a million miles an hour. If you can throw the perfect pass where your guy's getting it or nobody's getting it, it's hard to defend that. So yep. I, it's real. I don't know to be yeah. honest. I, I don't know what you would do. To, to stop it, you just got to figure. All right, we're not going to let you do this. And we got to hope mm-hmm. to God that we can stop you doing the rest of it. I guess. So I, so I mean, going off of kind of what you said, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a hard offense to stop. So I, I think personally, I'm going to take a Lou Anarumo type of esque uh, defense to stop the Bengals. So in the way I say that is, you make them play the long game. You don't mm-hmm. let them have explosive plays. You don't let them have 30 yard plays. You give them that 10 yard. You give them those 10 yard plays. You let them get down to the red zone because, again, one of the biggest flaws of the Bengals' offense was their red zone offense and not being able to punch it into the end zone. And it killed them against the against the Rams in the Super Bowl. After that uh, second interception that we had, we had the ball in the 40-yard line. You put a touchdown in there, it's pretty much ball game at that point because the Bengals' defense is feeling themselves. It's over. But they couldn't do that. They got stalled. So yeah, what you're going to have to do – well, let's just say what you're going to have to do is shorten the field against the Bengals, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to make them make tight window throws. You're going to have to make them make those back shoulder, just really hard plays to make in short field situations. Now, again, that could be completely different this year because of the offensive line. Now this gives the Bengals some running room inside mm-hmm. of the red zone. So I, I, that's how I would stop them. But you just don't know with this new, right. with this new uh, regime at offensive line. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's what I'm saying, and that's what a, a lot of the problems, a lot of the issues, I think, with the the, the red zone opportunities last year were. Well, we can just look at the Super Bowl. I mean, they they just flat out just blitzed them because there's when you're down in the small area, there's not a whole lot of places to go. I mean, there's not, you know. So it's it's you got to be quick, it's extremely quick on your decisions and, and your route running down there because they didn't have that much time. This year is going to be different. They got they're going to have time. They're going to have holes. To, they're going to have holes to run through. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. They couldn't barely run the ball down there because it was so hard to run it because they couldn't get any holes. And that's when it's short yard situation, you're gonna give the ball to mix it a lot more than you used to and have him score. So his touchdowns might go might go up this year because of that. That's so great. that's again where I'm like, I don't know how you're going to stop this team because mm-hmm. they you couldn't stop them last year unless they stopped themselves, which means um, what I'm saying that is the offensive line was terrible. And mm-hmm. yes, you're right. The, the the red zone we were awful at it. 
Yeah. But I just think it's going to clear up a lot this year because of that. And I agree with you. You got to keep them in front. Don't let them have the explosive plays, which, again, that's easier said than done. You think Jalen Ramsey <laughs> was trying to keep them from having explosive plays with mm-hmm. a crappy offensive line mm-hmm. and one of the best cornerbacks in football, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying, Josh. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to go undefeated. I'm not saying we're going to, you know, we're going to win everything. I'm not saying we're going to yep. win Super Bowl. I'm just saying it's really going to be really damn hard for anybody to defend us right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So this this is this brings me over to the right to the next point. Let's talk Vegas. Now, as, as someone who's a gambling man, and I am, and we are going to take a quick pause for a new stop here, I am going to basically, I'm going to show you guys this shirt. Tell uh-huh. me who this is, not you, Jeff. If you could tell me who that is, I will shout you out on my Twitter, and I will give you a lock of the night this weekend. If you can tell me who that is. So you have to be watching the stream. I'll give you one more look. One of the names on the front. Who is that? That's all you got. That's all you got to tell me. Who is that? You can do it in the comments. You can DM me anything, but you can do that. I'll give you a shout out on my Twitter and a lock of the night. And I'm going to give you my own lock of the night. Seattle Kraken is at Vegas. I love the over six and that love the over six. Got a lot going on with that. And uh Crypt keeper. Oh, he spelled it wrong. So no, it's, it's still not there. He spelled it wrong. No, it doesn't count. But oh, anyway, you gotta be technical about it. <laughs> we gotta be technical about it. But anyway, Hoss Haskins, you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them, and it starts with doubling Jamar Chase. Now, obviously, you and I both talked about. I mean, just he's just a generational talent. We do. We are looking at the new Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers. We are looking at the new Tom Brady. I mean, we are. It's it's the new historical. You know, uh, Brandy, uh, 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 To at home, uh, To in uh, Montana. I mean, it's it's we're looking Bryce at Montana. It. Bryce and Montana, whatever. Yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but, yeah, you double team me. You still got you still got T Higgins on the other side T. though. Higgins, like, go man. ahead, double him. Yeah, T, T Higgins. Kill you again. You know, it, yeah, it, it, no, it, it just goes back to the point of having T Higgins as your number two wide receiver is such a it's such a blessing that a lot of teams around the league have no answer for and that not only do they not have an answer for it they don't have anything yet to even come close to it i don't know i really don't know another receiver tandem in the nfl that is even close to the Bengals receiving game. no well they're both they're both number one wide receivers they both are i mean if t higgins mm-hmm. was on any any other team in the nfl he'd be a number one wide receiver that's why i don't like calling him a number two i think he's a, it's a one one a i that's they're both number one number mm-hmm. one wide receivers Crypt Keeper gets the answer. He will be sending me his lock of the night that I will be putting out either this weekend or this week. Congratulations to Crypt Keeper. It is Rob Zombie, my favorite, my favorite of all time. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. So again, let's go back to the Vegas odds. They, mm-hmm. Vegas puts the Bengals at fifth, fifth best odds. Now what, they're was, also for the offensive line or after it. Or this, this was this was uh, after this was after the Leo right. Collins sign, and then also on top of that. On top of that, I just want to break you. The Cleveland Browns have the same odds mm-hmm. as the Bengals do to win the Super Bowl. Which I, I don't get that because Deshaun Watson is most likely going to be suspended. He's not even going to play. Well, he's going to play, but he's not going to play the whole every game. That's why I'm yeah. like, that doesn't make that that makes literally makes no sense to me. I mean, he's not. Anyway, that's just, whatever. That's I well, mean, no, I, no, look, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. As far as football goes. Sean Watson is a hell of a quarterback, and I think they've t- completely upgraded the quarterback position. But he's not going to play for, I don't know, they're going to spend him for three, four, five, seven yeah. games. I don't know. So yeah, but- you're, you're going to have a backup quarterback. So, I, yeah. yeah. Those, so those odds are going to change, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I also, I also want to address the Browns by, let's just take, let's take Deshaun Watson just completely out. Let's, let's, let's take him completely out of the equation. Let's talk about the Browns, them and of themselves. They lost Jarvis Landry, who was a basically a backbone of their offense. Mm-hmm. They they weren't able to even come close to even they weren't even able to make the playoffs with an incredible defense. And you know, so that goes back to Kevin Stefanski is how good is he really? Because honestly, you saw some pre some game time decisions. He wasn't great. You saw he wasn't able to take a team that had a flaw, which was at the quarterback position, but great everywhere else. He still wasn't able to do anything with that. So I don't understand why everybody's so hot on the Browns. It's still so hot on Kevin Stefanski when all he's done is had one year where he surprised everybody in the league and just handed it off to Nick Chubb. So now 
what are they going to do again? Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I don't get why everybody – I'm with you. Why is everybody's on the Browns again? Because, I mean, let's just look at the wide receivers. Uh, they got Amari Cooper. Okay, I'll give it to him. Amari, okay. And? Right, exactly. And what? Right, well, is he? Ba- he's not better than T. Higgins. No, he's not better he, than Jamar Chase. No. He's, I mean, you can make an argument that Tyler Boyd, when Tyler Boyd's number is called, Tyler Boyd's better. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm like, okay, you got him. Like, and? you know, I mean, yeah, you, you got your, your tight end back, which is cool. That's, that's great. Yeah, but who else you got? I mean, you keep you keep trying to get all these players that don't want to be there. You know, absolutely. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't like. We have, and this is why I, we have the best threesome right now. The Cincinnati three way, I think, is is uh, Dan Horvitz calling them. Oh, that's pretty good. And uh, Jackpot, Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Uno, mm-hmm. uh, T Higgins. Sorry, and T Higgins. That those three right there are going to flat kill you. They're they're the best tandem, the best threesome. In, in, in football, bomb, you know, dropping that bomb. No, I said the best threesome. No, you, no, you know, you. I, I heard you. I, heard I didn't say that. I didn't, now, I, I will, I will say, I will say this: if, if T Higgins is going to drop a eighty-five, and that's fine, that that's fine. Let let him make his own yeah, thing. 85. But I would say Tyler Boyd would have to drop the eighty-three, and he would have to go to three, so that way it's five-one-three. I, I mean, I would it's love just that. it's perfect. But, but it can't. It's but perfect. Tyler Boyd can't do that now. He, I mean, he can, but it won't be till like next year. Cause I think yeah. that's why T couldn't do it last year. Cause he had to tell him they were going to do it. Then they got to sell all his, the jerseys they can of 85 yeah. and get rid of mm-hmm. or whatever. It's a whole big long thing. So right, yeah. I, I've said that the five and three boys, I would love that, but I don't think Boyd is going to, and if anybody's going to switch to three, it's probably Jesse Bates. Cause that's was his college number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, so let, let's talk about, uh, Tyler Boyd a little bit here now. Right. I, I, I know we've been having a lot of very positive, very happy talk. We're we're gonna kind of get not sad, but we're it's just something we have to address here. So when you in 2023, we're gonna have some contracts coming up. Tyler Boyd's gonna have his contract coming up. So is T Higgins. Um, basically, wait, that's not right. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, right. Let's be honest. Uh, Tyler Boyd's not getting a third contract. No. No, no so Boyd's not getting a third. I've said this on my show. Boyd's not getting a third a third contract, and Joe Mixon is this is his last contract too. And I love Joe Mixon, but I don't see them resigning him to again. I just those two, I don't think they're going to resign. Right, right, and, and that's okay. That's the way. That's the way of the game. That's, and that's, that's what you do when you have a yeah when you have do. a championship talented team. That's what you have to do. It sucks. Right. I hate it. Right, but it's it's a business, and that's that's mm-hmm. what you that's what you have to do. Right, so now I want to take that back kind of into the draft here. So now with the Bengals being so good in free agency and being able to fix that glaring hole that we needed, uh, you look at, you know, the possibility of drafting a wide receiver and possibility of drafting a wide receiver in the first round. The beauty of going so heavy in the free agency, it allows the Bengals to do that. So if you were to kind of take a look at the wide receiving room or, or you know, just, just through where we are picking, are you okay with the Bengals taking a wide receiver in the first round? Uh, not if Booth is is sitting there, the cornerback from uh, Clemson. Because mm-hmm. uh, look, I, the, wide, the the one thing about this this uh, draft, and it could be the, this draft and every draft, wide receiver is always going to be a deep deep position. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals do a really good job, other than John Ross. We'll keep that one. Uh, uh, but uh, they usually do a really good job of drafting wide receivers in later rounds. Mm-hmm. I, and they are are not afraid to draft a cornerback uh, in the first round. And I really do think, but just my heart of hearts, I think it's going to be 31 is going to be a cornerback or they are going to trade back. That's what I bet. Okay. Because yeah, I, because I, what my philosophy is we need to get as multiple, as many multiple picks as we can because of what we just talked about. We have Joe Burrow, we have T Higgins, we have Jamar Chase, all these mm-hmm. guys, big contracts coming up soon. So we have these, all these guys that sign up in the free agency, their contracts are going to be coming up, and we're not going to resign. We'll resign some of them, but we can't keep everybody. We just talk about right. mixing. We can't keep mixing. We can't keep board. So right. yes, they will draft a wide receiver, but I think it's going to be in like the third or fourth round. But yeah. the thing is, I think it's, this draft should be a defensive heavy draft to to not replenish, but get depth in the defense for when these guys can, we can't keep them. Like Jesse Bates, you never know. He might not be a. This might be his last year as a Bengal. I know they can franchise tag him next year, but. Mm-hmm. You never know, he, and so I would not be surprised if they if they draft a, a safety in this draft too. Yeah, Haas Haskins uh, bring, brings up a great point here, and it's a question I, I want to ask you because you're pretty heavy on Booth uh, taking him in 31. Do we take an injured Booth Jr. over a healthy cornerback that's not ranked better than him? Now, I mean, I have a I have always 
you know, especially in the Bengals history of drafting players that are coming in with an injury, I, I do my best to stay away and try to go for as healthy guys as possible. So it, in my decision, I, I think honestly, I'm more rather than taking Booth at 31, more than trading back and getting probably a cornerback that's a, either, you know, probably not, definitely not ranked as high, but probably still within, you know, with some work and can get there. And I mean, obviously, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati man himself, Kobe Bryant, obviously, yeah. in the second oh, yeah. round. We're, we're on I the same page about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so I'm going to ask you that. Would you would you still take him even with the injury? To be honest, it depends on what his injury is, because I don't, I was not aware that he got an injury, an injury, to be honest. Uh, so mm-hmm. I have to see what the injury is and when he's going to come back. Like uh, people talk about um, o- o- ODB, uh, the guy from uh, Michigan. Hey, thanks, by Foxy. The, by appreciate the way, it. By the way, yes. He, 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 he said he was just kidding. He said he was just kidding. <laughs> no, he's not. Love no, he's, he's he serious. Said, he said he was kidding. He said he was kidding. He just said that to make you feel better. Oh, but no. Oh, he said it's my show. <laughs> he's going to hang up on me. Um, yeah, that but that, that's what some people say. <laughs> Odeby or, or how you guys say the guy's name from Michigan, the one who tore his Achilles and how he was, that's you know. terrible. A, that's yeah, terrible. it was all. It's awful. He was a, a very high pick. Hey, 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 31. Speaking of which, this does go back to our conversation where we had of Kayvon Thibodeau of of backing out of some of the combine drills. I mean, there is a great example of that dude tearing his ACL. Yeah, but I was at pro days. I know. I know. I'm just saying I don't want to bring it back up. I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, you can get I mean, I think you get injured. Walking down the street. Yeah, you could get injured doing the forty, which right. John John freaking Ross. Yeah. Right. So, um. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I really am intrigued with the idea of taking a wide receiver early, and even at even at round at thirty one. I don't know why you take him early because there's so many, and we and there's would, a lot. It would be it would be our our fourth wide receiver. That's why I'm like thirty one is not to me is not a a, a position to take yeah. a wide receiver. It's well, yeah. Like, well, all right. I got I got one for you. This is what I've been putting this up. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, with with uh, us of signing uh, the signing of Ted Karras, and Ted Karras can play center and both guard positions. Mm-hmm. If Lindenbaum, I'm trying to say his name right, I keep messing yeah. it up. Lindenbaum, if he's there at 31, are you taking him and moving? Yeah, I, to Ted I, abso- absolutely. Without thank question. you, absolutely. Exactly. I don't know anybody who wouldn't. And, and yeah. I'm not saying Lindenbaum is going to be there, but I mean right. he might drop because of his short arms. But he's but mm-hmm. people still have him ranked pretty high. I mean, some people have this will, him going. This to will, some people don't. Sorry, I, I I interrupt you. I, I no, you're fine. Uh, but this, I will say this: the signing of Ted Karras, I do think prevents the Bengals from making a drastic move oh, towards yeah. Tyler oh, Linderbaum. So absolutely, yeah, they're you probably not going to be trading away very much. No, that's that's. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they don't get Linderbaum, I am fine with with either Deontay Smith or or Jackson Carmen at left guard. I'm fine with it. I mean, like we have. I don't know. If one, I'm fine with it, but oh, I, I'm fine. I really do think they will be fine. I, I, I would I, love. I'd I love mean, it for them to be. Fine. And dude, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm, I'm gonna say this now. I would not be surprised if Deontay Smith beats out Jackson Carmen because I know okay. Frank Pollock likes him a lot, and Deontay Smith, I, he might have got some more playing time at right tackle last year. They like if he gotten hurt, he had not gotten mm-hmm. hurt. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they. But I mean, let's just look at it this way. We're talking about one spot. Mm-hmm. That we have to 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 address with two guys who have already played a lot last year mm-hmm. compared to what we had, you know, going into last year. You right. know, so right. I, I yeah, I'm I'm honestly, like I say, I'm fine with it. I am really fine with it. I, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be good. And then and then and then also on top of that, another full off season of training and technique and and now competition and and workout. So I mean, it, again, it's just. They're going to be such a different team by the time we start in August. Um, but, yeah, no, it's – it's yeah, if Lindenbaum's there, definitely, I say you take him either way. I mean, he's going to be a great center in the in the league for a while and giving competition to Ted Karras and letting him learn behind Ted Karras. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with having – Ted Karras can help him make the calls too. Exactly. That's exactly. I mean. mm-hmm. It's a win-win situation either way. It but I, I really don't – I honestly do not think is going to be there. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think – I don't think any. I don't think any of the offensive linemen we want is going to be there. I don't think any of the three techs are going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's why I really think it's going to be a cornerback. And yep. and the more I've, I've I've seen more guys, you know, we talk about well, you and me love Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And the more draft experts I've read or looked at, they have Kobe more as a, a third round uh, pick than than you and me yep. do. We we think he's a a second round at least. Yeah. 
So I, I, if he's at third round, we're, I'm taking him. I, I don't. Oh care. yeah, I'm taking him. Yeah, it, it, but the problem the problem the Bengals are going to face when it comes to probably drafting Kobe Bryant because uh, honest, oh Kobe's definitely without a question on the Bengals board. They're definitely oh, yeah. looking at without question. Jim Thorpe Award winner. He was the tandem to probably one of the best secondaries in college football. And uh, I, I mean, it's and Sauce isn't going to be there. He, he's not going to be there as much no. as we'd love it. Uh, he's not going. And the Bengals and the Bengals are not going to trade now, up. Now, here's another question. This is the biggest hypothetical here, and mm-hmm. and trust me, it's I'm I'm sure I already know the answer, and I don't think it's going to be possible. Sauce is there. Lindenbaum is there. Who you take? Oh, I'm taking Sauce. Yeah, I'm with. Taking I'm taking Sauce. sauce. Question: That yeah. dude's a generational corner. He, yeah, that's that's the, because. We need a corner. We don't necessarily need another offer. We really don't. I mean, if you really, we need. Isn't that we weird need to a... say? You're yeah, right. I know. You're right. Isn't that weird <laughs> to say? that? <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Right. Last year, I'll be like, oh, no, we're taking Lindenball. Yeah, I love Sauce, but yeah. we got to get to the offensive line. Now, th- this year, if that happens, which it won't, mm-hmm. we're taking Sauce. We are drafting uh, for depth here. We're drafting right, exactly. Depth. I think really the only need, we have two two needs, really, is cornerback, which could you know, it'd be a guy who could potentially be our number two. I mean, or, or work his way into number two because it might be Eli Apple and then Caesar rolls on maybe yeah. whoever we draft could work his way in there. Right. And then we need another three tech. That's really the only needs that we have. The rest of it is going to be depth. And that's what is so awesome about what the Bengals did is they they, they fixed the offensive line and we got depth. Haas. Yeah. Got yep. it. Uh, Haas, ask, Haas Hoskins uh, coming back here again. He says, I like to see Smith and Carmen hold down the left guard spot. But pro re-signing Quentin Spain, if they don't get one of those three interior offensive linemen in the draft. Okay, so so yeah, it does go back to a guy who was not only great on the field, but great off the field and great for the unity um, with the offensive line. Again, say say what you want about uh, you know how bad they were, and trust me, they were bad, but they were they played good enough down the stretch and really never gave up and gave a lot of times towards the end of the game where the Bengals showed up and Quentin Spain had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. I, I am not as pro re-signing Quentin Spain as a lot of people are. I think we it's, it is time to move on. He is getting a little bit older and I do think we can get somebody else with that type of money. So I am not, unless it is very team friendly, I'm not for signing Quentin I'll Spain. Put this rather get I, else. My personal opinion is I don't think, if we resign Q, I don't think they're, they're that's happening until after the draft. They got to yeah. find out what what they what they have and if they need another guy and if he's willing because he would be the backup. I mean, he'd come in here and compete for mm-hmm. left guard, but they're going to want Jax Carmen or Deontay Smith absolutely to, to 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 win that job unless those two come here and completely fall on their face, which I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so I I hate to see it. And the thing is, even if we don't get the top three guys, they're going to draft offensive linemen down in the lower lower round, which they need a swing guy. They need a guy who can play tackle and play guard. That's yep. more of what they're looking at. And Quentin Spain, honestly, isn't that guy. He's a guard. He's not right. He's not a swing. Jax right. Carmen is a guard. The only one that's a swing is Deontay. Right. So you need mm-hmm. another one. You, you know, Isaiah, I, I think Prince could play a guard. I think he, he can swing. So you need another swing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think they're more likely to draft an offensive lineman later in later rounds for that reason. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I want to shift over from the offense. I mean, I guess we're kind of still saying on the offensive line, I want to shift over to another big move that happened with the Bengals. The Bengals do lose CJ Uzama to the jet. And, um, and then, but we pick up Hayden Hurst in, in which, you know, when, when the pickup first happened, I'm like, okay, well, we filled that spot. It's still not going to be great, but okay. We fill that spot. Let's take a look at tight in the trap. Then I started looking at numbers of Hayden Hurst compared to CJ Uzama. Hayden Hurst, in terms of receptions, in terms of every, pretty much everything, Hayden Hurst is far better. Yeah. So you we upgraded in the the one of the big things that I think the Bengals really needed to do was attack the tight end position because as much as we love CJ, and let me get this straight, this year does not happen if CJ is not the tight end of this team. Right, he's not. It, it, he has meant so much to the Bengals organization. He's stuck it out. He's been the number one, you know, media guy for the Bengals. And I love CJ and I always will. However, he had flaws. He was not available in the passing game when we needed him. He dropped balls and, you know, he disappeared in the red zone, which was a big problem. So then Hayden, you know, Hayden Hurst comes in immediate upgrade. So do you see, do you see this as more the Bengals getting an upgrade? And I'm talking, I'm talking all aspects, not just 
um, CJ's on-field presence, but his off-field presence as well. Is this still an overall upgrade? I think it's a it's a hard uh, question. It, it's a it's a hard one because CJ is a much better said. blocker than than Hayden Hurst is. Uh, it's not even close as far as that goes. Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst is not a good blocker; he has to get better. But Hayden Hurst is such a better route runner and such a better receiver than CJ is. I mean, you can actually split Hayden Hurst out wide. And, mm-hmm. and he can run wide receiver routes. He's going to be a, a huge target, I think, in the red zone, which we've all talked about. That's what we want the tight end to be. My biggest question, I've said this on here. So, yeah, I think it's an upgrade to certain extents, but there's parts mm-hmm. we're going to miss. We're going to miss CJ's leadership in the locker room, yep. a, a tremendous guy, uh, you know, on the mic, you know, in the media. We're going to miss that part. I don't think it's going to affect the team that much mm-hmm. because we have guys – that can step up. There's lots of leaders in that locker room. So, Absolutely. I, so yes, they're gonna they're gonna miss it, but somebody else I think is gonna step up. The part that just boggles my mind is why in the hell did CJ Uzama go to the Jets? Because everything that I've read and people I talk to that know more than I do say that the contracts were very, very similar. They're damn near the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you go to the Jets? And then the Jets turn around and sign Conklin, who, in my opinion, is better than CJ. So CJ left uh, a team who went to the Super Bowl where he was the number one tight end here to go to a team that sucked. <laughs> it might not be that they beat us. Yes, they beat us. Might not be that good this coming year. Has a quarterback you don't know anything about. You left Jackpot Joey Burrow, who you had a connection with, who, mm-hmm. let's be honest, Joe Burrow made CJ Uzama. We CJ Uzama didn't get a whole lot of balls thrown his way till Joe Burrow got here. You left all that yep. for the same amount of money, basically, to go to New York. For what? I'm right. <laughs> I'm perplexed. Well, so I mean there 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 is a lot that could go, that could be going into it. it. It could be some off the field stuff. Now Lap, uh, as much as we love Lap, as much as we love he made a terrible call in saying that him and that him and Kay Adams are for sure dating and, and then this whole Twitter thing blew up and I feel bad for Lap because maybe maybe it wasn't the right wording or something or something like that. Whatever. Um but I mean you and I both talked you and I both talked about this that one of the reasons that, that CJ could have been going there is because maybe it's time after you know he's done with football there is definitely a spot on ESPN or Fox of football or but, but any multiple there. Bengals that that are in the in the media. Sam Wilcox, I'm not. I'm not Cowboys. saying it's. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the right. De- I'm yes. not saying it's the right decision. I'm saying that that could be one of the reasons of why. That's but it I'm doesn't. That's what, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. And people have told me that. I said that doesn't make. That makes no sense. <laughs> none of none of this. Mm-hmm. What he did makes any sense. And he, he goes there. I'm so excited. And I watched a little bit of his press conference. I'm so excited to be here. Really? Really? What? what, what like, why? Why Why are you excited to be in the, the jet? You just left the Super Bowl. I mean, it just, I don't know. And, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of to the point where I, I'm kind of like, was all this, this, this love and this, I love this city and I love these yeah. fans. And I love all this. And Cincinnati is my type of city. And blah, I'm going to take a bath in Chile if we win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you just leave? Was all that fake? You know, was he was he real? I, I don't know. That's just because it's if it's the same amount of money, Josh, and you love it here so much, and you went to the Super Bowl, why the hell would you leave? Well, I mean, yeah, trust me, trust me. There's a lot of questions that we're never going to get the answer to, oh, and, and yeah. So you know, it, it's just one of those we're going to lose to the ether. But at the at the end of the day. Bengals get an upgrade in terms of receptions at tight end. And, and that's that was the biggest problem. That was one of the biggest problems, I believe, on this offense. And now it's been solved. So again, it opens up this draft so that you can pretty much do the Bengals can pretty much do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I do think, I do think uh then one of the next spots that's going to be more important than a lot of others think is that I do think we do need to draft a punter this uh, this draft. I do think it's time for Kevin Huber to move on, you know, take oh. a different role, maybe a special Matt Ariza. We're loving wrote, Matt Ariza. I wrote an article on him. It's on my blog. You guys go check it out. Sports the blog. The yeah, blog. Sports Strawberry Ice blog. It's on there. I want this dude. I, I've, I, I, and people are like, oh, we have, we have. Hayden Christensen, or what? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But this dude is a generational punter. I mean, I know people are like, why are you getting so excited about a punter? Go, go look him up on YouTube. Go, go watch him punt. It is ridiculous. He will be on his 
feet will be on the end zone. And he punts it to the five-yard line. And then he's the first one down there to lay somebody out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. As 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 somebody who – as two people who watched the Bearcats very, very closely mm-hmm. watched what a generational punter can do for your team. I mean, Mason Fletcher, one of the – he's a uh, freshman. He was a freshman last year. And during the UC Alabama game, uh, and again, if you just look at the score, you, you don't really know what happened in the game. Right. Mason Fletcher had some amazing punts that really pinned Alabama back and really helped this UC defense, and he's been doing that all year. To have that on the Bengals team would be just another weapon that you can have. I mean, again, we, we talk, as much as I love Kevin Huber, and he's a Cincinnati guy, UC born and bred, uh, you know, another one of the alumni, and you know how much I love keeping him in the city. Right. But it's, it's time. But it's time. He's been here for a decade. It's it's time. Uh, yeah. to, it's time to move on. And the thing is, you, just because you draft a punter doesn't mean you have to keep him. I mean, you could always let you know, have a competition. If you were beat him out, he beats him out. But I I just this kid is he's Evan McPherson, but he's a punter. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what a difference maker that, that he can make. And people will say, well, he's a punter. Is it is it that big of a deal? Yes, if you, yes, yes, if you can flip it's the field and, 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 and get yourself out of a, a jam that you know somebody got in and the punter can flip the field on you, hell yeah, it is a huge, position, it's a huge yeah. advantage. Yep, especially in the NFL when the running clock. I mean, the the field position is is insane. Now, right. Um. So now I want to. So we've covered quite a bit of Bengals. Obviously, if you're coming on here during the offseason, we gotta talk some Bearcats here. Have to talk some cats. So I mean, the Bearcats here. Coming off of a season where they they make an historic run, obviously, and I had you know I kind of had a thought, and we can wrap the Bengals into this too of expectation. So now, what is the expectation for this Bearcats team? Is the expectation to come back and yet again have another undefeated season? I do believe, in terms of paper, in terms of opponent, in terms of where they should be. Yes, I do think the expectation should be an undefeated season, but. In football, my God, is it hard to win? It's so hard to win, and we we know that. So, do you still expect this team, with how hard football is, do you expect this team to be undefeated and make another run? Um, the expectation is is there, yeah, because that's what they've set it up as. They've been undefeated for two years, mm-hmm. so yeah, that that's that's the well, regular season, I should say, preface that uh, to be undefeated. So, yes, that that is that is the expectation. That's the standard that they've set. Are they going to obtain it this year? I don't know. It depends. It's going to be a lot. Depends on how the quarterback play is. And I'll, I say this all the time. It comes down to the quarterback play. And we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have two guys battling it out to be the next quarterback for the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah. I think that's going to have a lot to do with the, determining that. And and it's not only that. I mean, how many guys we got going to the draft? We got what seven to eight guys seven probably drafted early early to play in the league next year. It's seven to eight on the pro day. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's a lot of guys. To try to replace, so there's a lot of a lot of talent leaving the Bearcats, but there's a lot of talent still there. So it's just a matter of will these guys step up and keep it going. But yes, the expectation is yes. That's the expectation. That's the standard that they've set the last two years. So yes, I expect to go undefeated. Now, if we were heading into the Big Twelve, no, <laughs> no, might be, no, a, different, might be a different story. We're, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, but we're in the American Athletic Conference, so yes, I expect that. Now. Or if if we go undefeated this year again, I don't expect us to get to the college football playoffs. I, I just that's a different that. story. That's yeah, a, I don't yeah. Think, yeah, I don't because of they will look at the talent on the team and what we lost and all that stuff. So I don't think that is going to happen. But I do think if we go undefeated, we will get a New Year's Six Bowl again. I do think that's in the cards. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm trying to lower lower the expectation, but they're still high. We have high standards. So undefeated season and a New Year's Six bowl game is what I'm mm. thinking. Yeah, now you've opened up a, a, a can of worms. I was going to get into specific players, but now now you've you've kind of piqued my interest on one thing. So let's just say let's just say for the sake of argument, mm. the Bearcats do yet again go undefeated. Mm. They win their American Athletic Conference championship. You know they have the road win against uh, Arkansas. They they run they run the table yet again. How? Do you keep them out of the playoff when they've just went back to back seasons with twelve wins? Well, thirteen wins. Excuse me, thirteen. Yeah, I mean, look, I hope they don't, but just kind of what I said. I mean, we don't have. Yes, Arkansas will be a big win, but it's not going to be like going to Notre Dame. And sure, absolutely, it's not, it's not the same. same uh, uh, yep, 
Yep. So, so that that's 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 a big difference right there. The other difference is they're going to look at the team. They're going to look at the talent on the team. Now, if the team, if they're going out and completely destroying people mm-hmm. and blowing them out, then hell yeah, it, yeah. It, it it depends on the wins. But that's yep. Excuse me, sitting here on uh, March. Was what is it? Thirty first or 30th? it is the March March thirtieth, twenty. You ready for them taxes, y'all? Yes, sir. Um, they're getting close to my birthday month, by the way. Just hey, it starts in, in April. I'll be forty-seven. I'm getting old. Um, forty-seven. I know. That's I'm hanging nice. out with all these young guys. All you young guys do these podcasts. I'm the old guy that does one. <laughs> so, uh, so getting back to my point. Um, as well as March thirty-first, twenty twenty-one. To me, I like I, said, I expect to be undefeated. But to go to the playoffs, they're going to have to have some blowout wins, like okay. everybody, because yep. there isn't that signature win on there. Arkansas is good, but yeah. Arkansas is not Notre Dame. It, I agree. Not. So, and it is an SEC, so it would be a high, a high win, but not. I don't think the same because we backed that up with a win in Indiana, which you know, as the season went on, it probably wasn't as good as a win as we thought it would be at the beginning of the year. So, who knows? And maybe Arkansas takes off, but they are in the SEC and. Right. They're yeah. usually towards the bottom. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that it all it all depends, but it, it's all in the Bearcats' hands. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. It, the last two years have set them up for success to be able to to, to do this again. To do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it, it's just the continual. So again, on my rewatch list, I've thrown a lot of uh, Bearcats big moments, especially from this year. Uh, I rewatched all the the Notre Dame game, which again, if, if you haven't done it yet do it it's just it it makes your heart it's like a feel-good movie you know like those oh, movies yeah. that you watch around christmas time with your family oh, yeah. it's literally exactly that you see this contingency and i think another reason why the playoff committee did not want they wanted the bearcats in because they knew the fan contingency was going to be incredible because if you just look at the notre dame game you, I have never seen and will never see Notre Dame Stadium quite taken over just like that. Any sort of play that the Bearcats had, it was really like a home game mm-hmm. if you weren't looking at the stands. And then when you look at the stands, you look at one side of the field, it's all red. Mm-hmm. It's all red. The Bearcats fans had themselves a hell of a year, and they deserve every bit of compliment that they should get. It is a, And I also think it is a giant reason why Luke Fickle is still here and why he signed an extension, why it doesn't seem like he's going to go anywhere, why he turned down going to Notre Dame, even entertaining the job, mm-hmm. is because he knows that this fan base is completely behind him. And let's be honest, you go to the SEC, you go to the Big Ten, you're going to get killed by media. You're going to be, you're you know, the fans expect winning right now. The Bearcats fans know that as long as Luke Fickle is wearing that headset, we are going to be behind this team 150%, even when the, even if they lose, even you know, we're still there. And Luke Fickle is not going to have to face music quite like he would have to in the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah, exactly. Now, one other thing, I, I wanted that you had a good point there with the fans that showed up to Notre Dame. Just, just a hypothetical scenario. Just say UC went, went to Notre Dame and they won like they did, mm-hmm. but the fans didn't show up. Fans didn't show up. Do you think we get into the college football playoffs then? Uh, I don't think it's as big. As, I mean, do they win in the same exact fashion in which that they did? Yeah, win in the same exact fashion, but the, the the but there's barely any Bearcats in the stadium. It's all Notre Dame fans. So then that comes up. That brings up the argument of okay, well, the fan contingency. Obviously, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of arguments behind it. Um, I I don't. I still think they put the Bearcats in, especially since the Bearcats later sold out the rest of their games. I do think that. But I mean, it wasn't. I, not, I have it no wasn't. Idea. Listen, just, yeah. it wasn't. It it wasn't nothing. There, there no, no, it, yeah. nothing. The the college game day, which was on my real watch list, also wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. Being able to see ten thousand people, the largest contingency in all of college game day history, to show up, and the scene that it was, and you know, your boy getting on TV. I'm just saying. And I, then I we, was there too, but I was in the back. <laughs> mm, you didn't get up at. You didn't get up at four in the morning with the rest of us diehards. Well, I did, but I had to go to work. <laughs> so I was man. already up when you guys were, were, were doing that, but I was I couldn't get there until working man, working man. Yeah. I know you. I know you only got so much time. I, I guess I'll get about ten minutes with you. So let me see what I can do here. So rewatching the Bearcats, you know who is really good that we have not been giving enough credit to is Deshaun Pace. 
that dude looks like he is NFL ready now, and he's coming back for another year. I think that defense is going to be – and his brother. I think yep. that defense is going to be scary, scary, scary back-to-back years. Terrible. Oh, yeah, that, that's why I, I think we have a chance of going undefeated again because the defense, yes, we're losing a lot of guys, but there's a lot of talent still there. A lot of talent. So, you know, and I, so – and and I'm – Kind of happy. I don't know about you. I'm kind of happy we have a different offensive coordinator. I am too. <laughs> to be, to be I honest, am too. I, I, I'm happy. I, I want to pretty... see. I want to see a change. I want to see something different. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you. We we are my biggest my biggest thing that I took away from the college football playoff was the offensive coordinator was not working. Mike Denbrock was not working. He just never he never played to Desmond Ritter's skills. Now he wanted to make him more of a pocket passer, and that is fine if that were to work. But it it it. it had times where it did it had times where it didn't and he never adjusted right. he never adjusted like when the bearcats to, to, to yeah. game scenarios at all really that, that's there was no adjustments yeah. yeah like especially when, when we had these 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 games against tulsa and south florida and and stuff and they were doing stuff different we we never made adjust the right adjustments in the offense and i'm like what the hell are we doing if i can mm-hmm. see this on tv why can't you see it <laughs> right you know? yeah that's where i don't think he he did that so i mean roll them out yeah. Roll him out for the right. love of God. Roll him out. Right. Exactly. One, uh, one uh, I want to bring up here. Chris Boston, I think is his last name. I forget the guy's name, but he's a, he, he writes uh, for someone uh, uh, for UC. But anyway, uh, he said that he went to the, re- the recruits, excuse me, the recruits uh, spring practice. Right. He's, he said the guys, and this is after years of recruiting and at the highest level. He said the guys are coming in. Oh my God. He said they are just NFL size. They're huge. They're huge. And that is just such a credit to what this program is offering and attracting now. It's incredible. Yeah. And that, that that's what's so cool about this too. And and thing is, you, you brought it up earlier about Luke staying here and signing a contract. There, there, I think there is something to the fact that this fan base is is all bought in. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he's right up there. Him and Zach Taylor are the toast of, of, of the of the city right now. Mm-hmm. And and there's a chance. I'm sorry. That, I'm I'm sorry. Did you just say the toast of the city? Yes, toast of the city. It's Is that a thing? thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a, an old guy. It's an old saying. Oh. Anyway, shut up a second. So, right, right. <laughs> if Luke Finkel d- continues to grow this program and gets into the Big Twelve and wins the Big Twelve championship, and who knows, wins the national championship, he's got a damn statue out there. Oh, he oh he probably already does. Let's yeah, I mean, do you, do you think just 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 for instance, you think if he goes to Ohio State and he wins a national championship, he's getting a, st- a statue there, and he's going to be no. in, in held as high regard as he is here? No, no, no. The, we're going to rename the we're going to rename the field after him. It'll still be Nippert Stadium, stadium it's, but yeah, it's going to be fickle, fickle. It'll be fickle, it'll be fickle. It'll be fickle field at Nippert Stadium. Right. I, I'm calling it. I think yeah. that's exactly what it's going to be. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that, those are the things that. If the money is pretty damn close, which from what we've seen, the money's pretty damn close. I mean, I it's know it's getting better. It's getting better. If he wants, if he wants to go, if he wants to go to Notre Dame or something like that, we'll never, we'll never be able to touch it. We just won't be able to touch it as far as the money goes. They have too many, they have way too many uh, big money boosters than, than the Bearcats do. Yeah, but they, fact. but they can't crew, man. They can't. Right. They, you've you watch Brian Kelly, who many regard as one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, and I mean, his family, family, and his, his family, family. <laughs> but he wasn't able to. I mean, the Notre Dame and UC were kind of recruiting around the same level. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's that's in, insane to say that we we are on the same level as them in terms of recruiting. And honestly, we're kind of locking down their state more and more. That Cincinnati radius that we've been talking about forever that mm-hmm. Luke Fickle ingrained in the team when it was four and eight just keeps getting bigger. And bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger, and we're locking we're locking them down. We're locking down guys that are would be going to a power five school, and we're taking them. Those are our we're, ta- guys. we're taking guys from Ohio State too. Just yeah, just put that out there too. We're not everybody's going to go. Oh, you know, for Ohio, I'm going to go to Ohio State. No, no, no. I'm no. like, I'm going to go get out of the Bearcats. You know, especially like I said, especially when we get into the Big Twelve. That Big Twelve is so huge, and I, I would like I said, out of all the conferences, that's not the one I wanted to go in, get into because so far away from 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 us. <laughs> But I'll take it because of what it means for the the football program. It, not Absolutely. necessarily the basketball program. Basketball, you could be in the American 
and you can go to the to the dance and you can win a national championship and it, does, it doesn't it's not that big of as big ticket of sales are going to increase i'll tell you that yeah true. for basketball oh dude that, okay we can talk about the basketball conference real quick how that is going to be freaking legit it's going to be the best basketball conference they better around. catch up they better so, catch I mean, up man. so Wes Wes miller has got to get his get his stuff together here and get some better guys in here because if not we're going to get our asses kicked in basketball mm-hmm. we're going to do some of the ass kicking in football well basketball he's got to step his game which i think he will i'm not i'm not too worried about it. you gotta right. give you really gotta give a college coach at least three years to really put their their stamp on it, so we're in year year one. So we'll see what happens. But 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 my my point is going to the Big Twelve is going to make that loop that fence around Cincinnati even bigger than it is now because now not only do you have a chance to go to the NFL, you have a chance to win a, a national championship and get on national TV because that's Absolutely. what UC is going to do. Because look, the the American we're on ESPN Plus. I mean the Big Twelve, they have a national contract. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on ABC, NBC, or not NBC, every game, ABC, every game. Yes. Yeah, every game we're gonna be on ESPN on, on big, especially when if you are ranked in the top ten, yeah. which the Bearcats should be. Yeah, I really like it, and yep, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I I really like this. And, and then I, I have one more question for you, and then I got I'll, I'll let you go. I one comment, and then I'm gonna, and then uh, a question, and I'll let you go. Uh, I really, really like this guy they got coming in, Luther Richardson. They think this dude is is gonna be better than everybody else that has been before him. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's a low three star. You can't really find him on social media. He doesn't have any social media. He's from Tennessee. I think he won Mr. Tennessee last year from being a quarterback. I think this guy is going to be the next. I mean, he probably will be the next Tony Pike. I mean, he, I'm in terms of accuracy and ball placement, in terms of, of style of play. I well, really we still have like Prayer too. The Mr. And we, Mr. and Ohio, we so. still have Mr. Ohio, man. Yeah. So he's I'm, currently I'm battling hope, right for the spot. I hope he wins it because just because he's Mr. Ohio, he's, he's supposed to have been this this you know five star recruit, blah blah. blah and, and just because his hair is awesome too. So I his hope, hair, you know, he's got great hair. Yeah, great head of hair. All right. So I, I got I got one question for you and then and then uh, I'm going to let you go. So besides Desmond Ritter and besides Sauce Gardner, who is most likely from last year's team going to be up in the ring of honor? Ooh. Ah, uh, wow, that's a besides those two? Besides um, those two. Cuz oh, cuz Desmond's an easy one. That's an yeah, easy. Yeah, Desmond's easy. He'll be up there. Uh, you could say Kobe. That'd be the I next would, one. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly I, Alex Pierce. Um, Alec. Alec. Alec, sorry. I, I always do that. Alec Pierce. Um, yeah, that's uh, Brooks. And, uh, they're probably those two, I would think, you're, you're Kobe or, or Alec. Uh, I would think that they would be the next mm-hmm. two. Who you got? I would say Kobe. I would say Kobe's probably my next one. I you can you can maybe throw in Majay Sanders. It just I do think it's going to be depending. Yes, Majay didn't have if Majay actually got the the sacks that mm-hmm. I think he should have got in, in the season. Yeah, I would put, put him up there with that. And I, I if he did that, he'd be he'd be higher ranked as far as getting drafted too. I think. I would say let's see what he does in the NFL. I think if he's a huge if he, he's a huge talent in the NFL, which I mean he has, he has the build for it. He put on twenty pounds from. Mm-hmm. Uh, combined to pro day. And so, I mean, if, he, if he's able to go do that, he's able to go do that. So yep. that would be great. But Kobe Bryant's probably my pick. I mean, Jim Thorpe award winner. You, you really you I, can't even. I called it on Twitter. I said, I said, uh, call my shot. I said, Kobe Bryant's going to be a Bengal. So I'd love it, man. I'd love it. Bring, keep that boy in the five, one, three, keep Alec Pierce in the five, one, three, let him stay here. Let him, let him build a little, build a legacy. Jeff, my man, it is always so great to have you on. Can you please tell everybody where they can all find you? And please shamelessly plug yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find my podcast slash YouTube show. Uh, the channel is uh, Cincinnati Sports with Strawberry Ice. I go live every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you can follow me there on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Um Instagram, Facebook, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice uh, podcast. Same thing, Sports with Strawberry Ice on uh, Beanpot, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I also have a blog that I just put out. Um, it should be under uh, Sports with Strawberry Ice blog. I had a couple articles I wrote out there. Uh, I haven't wrote anything in a couple of weeks, but if you guys are interested, you can check that out as well. And if you want to sponsor my show, DM me sometime. 
<laughs> at Jeff A. Trenopole on Twitter. Strawberry, a Cincinnati sports with strawberry eyes. Jeff, man, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Always a blast, bro- brother. Always a blast. Now, I will say that this was one of the highest viewed uh, on YouTube episodes that we have had. I'm not going to say the exact number, but I really appreciate all of the live comments and all of the uh, all of the engagement. I greatly appreciate it. Let's keep it rolling, man. This has been the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals show, all brought to you by Fansided.com. I am your host, Josh Miller. Find all the podcasts where you can usually find all the podcasts. Hopefully next week we'll have some more Bengals news and maybe another signing, maybe some more draft talk, and uh, we'll be right back at it. Again, from Jeff H. Rennepole, Strawberry Ice, and Josh Miller of the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals show, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great rest of your evening. Hootay! I'll catch Hootay. you later. Peace!